What happens when two lifelong best friends from Seattle decide to move to the South? They start a podcast. Welcome to Seattle Lights in the South, a hella black podcast about being a millennial navigating the world, spilling the Duce spike tea, and sharing wisdom from one sis to another. Without further ado, we are your hosts, Queen Pen and Coco Noir. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to yet another episode of Seattle Lights in the South. We are your hostesses with the most assistances. Yes. I is Coco Noir. This is Queen Pen. Hello. What's up? How is y'all? What's How are you? What you doing? Hey. Before we get into our check-in with the girls, don't forget whatever podcasting apparatus you are using to listen to us, give us a subscribe. Yep. a five-star rating and a review let us know what you're liking what you're disliking you know a little spice ain't ever hurt nobody right okay know. i don't know follow us on all the socials on instagram and tiktok hey yeah. lights in the south click and caress that follow button okay yeah and um if you want to slide us some tea whether it's your tea someone else's tea or any what the combination of the two <laughs> okay Send us an email. Our email will be in the description box, whatever podcasting platform you're on. So yeah, girl, how you, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. You know, I've you're had chilling? some, yeah, yeah. You know, like getting ready for the last quarter and, you know, everything's moving fine. I, you know, haven't had any problems. Work has been abnormally okay. Um, and I was actually kind of surprised that, you know, it's been like this. So I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good for the last four months. The last four months are kind of gearing up. Um, we did have some communications sent out that we'll be having our um our sales meeting. So, you know, getting ready for that. So I'll be over yonder. And um, yeah, I know I'll be in the Floridas. <laughs> Y'all niggas really Floridaing, and yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. But no, other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling wavy. Um, but you know, getting into my little mini workouts because I, you know, I was I, I was looking in the mirror. I was like, mm, you're not looking how I want you to look. I need you to get back to what you was at. <laughs> So I'm back to my little hit exercises on the YouTube um, with Chloe Ting. You put me on to her. She she the business. So um, I've been I've been jiggy with that. But what's up with you? What's going on over yonder? Girl, ain't nothing going on here. Work is still working. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been abnormally normal too. So yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm just gonna enjoy the lull. I'm like, I don't know if it's the calm before the storm or the calm before the holidays. What's right. Going on? I'm very, what's going on? It's it's suspicious. It's suspicious. It's very suspicious. But, yeah. You know, I'm just, you know, I am out here making friends. What? You did say that you got friends. I was kind I of did. shocked. How dare you? Y'all updated on that. Look, I really just like, look. I am like you, like, I am just moving towards, like, what life do I want? Mm-hmm. Like, I really 
with some friends because my wife don't like the same things as me. She yeah. she don't want to go to the club and dance on tables and then go to brunch the next day and go makeup right. shopping. She won't do that. And that's okay, so, hey guys. That is okay. Hey, like, I don't want to do it with her either because I'm trying to drag her and she be she be like uh, real boring. I'd be like, mm, never so, mind. <laughs> So, you know, filling out some new friends, some couple friends. We've never had those before. Wow. Is, I'm excited. So, yeah. And then, so, you know, I was thinking about getting back into the exercising and whatnot. So, I might start over to a pole class here and there. Um, so, okay. You just um, slipped that in there casually. I did. I did just slide that in there. But, you know. You know just slip that in there real casual. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Things were thinking. I'm ready to get into this week's conversation because I think mm. we're past due to talk about this topic you know it's part of our little mini series we pop up here and there yeah we're with, circling so. back we're circling back so I so, know you had some points you wanted to bring up before well, well what happened was so this week that's <laughs> the series is right okay this week we're talking we're circling back to our conversation about conversations black parents are not ready to have now you know us we a little controversial over here on this a, side a of little the a little loud a little loud and so i think we, we had actually already planned this like a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and then somehow some way the universe is like hey talk about this shit so here <laughs> we are here we are here we are so before we get into that i have a question for you oh no oh, the pop-ups. <laughs> the pop-ups. right a little pop-up a little pop-up a little pop-up so this is a which one would you choose you can only choose one okay oh, okay all right a this is the very adulty edition of which would you choose mm-hmm. eight hours of sleep every night b your house cleans itself C, a personal chef, or D, a year of free coffee at Starbucks? Definitely B. Yes. I feel like I already get enough sleep. Like, that's just who I am. I'm, if, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> Listen, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to go to sleep. And um, I mean, I don't want anybody to come cook for us. We outsource that. And Starbucks, like, I kind of already have that. My apartment has a Starbucks machine. At, at right. So, like, I, <laughs> like, the only thing I would actually be like, look, I, I would love this. Come, just come clean the bitch. I don't. I, just come uh, clean uh, it. Just, I, I guess I would be it. anxious because I don't like people touching my things. And I'm just like, where are you putting that? How's that going? Why are you putting it there? Well, obviously, I would have to di- direct them. Oh, you know? oh yeah, 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 yeah. Probably put on a little nice, like, where do things go flow chart? Yeah, then... yeah, yeah. An organization. And then after they get used to it, then they'll know. They'll, they'll yeah. know. No, I think that would be good. Your house cleans itself. Just, just whatever happens, just put it. You know what? The movie. Off from Disney Channel, Smart House, like that shit. Yeah, that was a good movie. Look, if she didn't go haywire, that would be a great idea. It would be. I low key feel like we're kind of there though with Alexa and everything else. Why does bitch? Well, she me? was actually cleaning up stuff and putting things away. So, well, we have Roombas. We have. I have a Roomba. It's not that great. Really? It's not that great. 
it's, it's not that great I'll just vacuum myself like it goes quicker I'll get everything it goes and I ain't gotta interview you yourself oh that's unfortunate never mind and sometimes we go on in circles Mm-mm. for a long time Mm-mm. i can't i can't anywho i think we're, we're 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 buffering let's get right into it all right let's get into it go ahead let's get into it oh wait no wait what would you pick you pick you pick okay yeah don't get a rumba but definitely outsource your meals we've discussed yes. this yes um cleaning li- look i'm giving me a cleaning service okay I don't care who come up in here. Oh, and clean absolutely. It. Come up in here and clean it. Absolutely. Did I tell y'all? What happened? There are people that will come and pick up your dirty laundry, wash it, fold it and or hang them up and then bring them back to your house. I'm not surprised, but I don't know where they are. Girl, like we saw a truck outside and I went on the website Girl, it's only 90 cents a pound. That's it? Right. And they pick it up and they bring it back. And you just got to put it away? Yes. Bitch. Girl, I'm trying to tell you, why would I do something I can pay someone else to do for me? I don't understand. That's insane. You know what? I, I think I've reached it. I think I've reached We've 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 reached it. Yeah. I've reached I've we've reached because listen like, ah. the 30s, our 30s are gonna be different. Listen, we're doing things differently. Because like, move- I don't have to cook no more. Don't I'm working on not having to clean no more. Don't okay. Don't. Let me get into your dog walker. It's gonna be on and popping. Okay, it's over. It's over. Like it's over. It's what over. What was the point of making all this money if I wasn't gonna use it, utilize it? Right. Spend the check and get it right back. Like, what? 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 Now, I will say I'm trying to do better on saving. You know, I am very much so an impulsive buyer. I can I can be an impulsive buyer. Oh, okay. I, I can be an impulsive buyer. However, comma, it's, it's far and few between. It might be like once or twice a year. It's not like every weekend. Like, I'm not a let me go to the mall and spend a rack kind of girl. That's not me. But like, if I see a cute bag, hashtag Brandon Blackwood, then listen, I'm like, well, I'm gonna get it back. <laughs> I'm gonna get it back. <laughs> Cause listen, listen, what I'm not gonna do is be miserable. No one is promised tomorrow. You are not promised tomorrow. Okay. I will not be but miserable. Mm-hmm. But anyway, girl, you said you wanted to come with some heat today. Oh, I don't know. I, I okay. So I'm not gonna give much context. Okay. I want you to be like any other person scrolling through TikTok and it just pops up on your feed with no context, no rhyme or reason. Okay. Give a little bit of context. Obviously, it's about parents and black people, obviously. Yes. But I'll go ahead and play the video and We'll share thoughts. Okay. Black men who grew up with a single parent mom, it's okay. It's all right. It's time to talk about what happened, okay? It's time to discuss what it was like growing up with a single parent mom. It really is. My mom used to beat me mercilessly for things that were just 
because she was frustrated. Because she was frustrated, didn't have the skill of emotional regulation, mad at my dad, mad at the family, mad at what was going on at work. And at the same time, my mom kept saying that I was the man of the house. I was a child. And there's a lot of single parent moms on this app who be saying stuff like, oh, that's my little man. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's not your little man. That is a child trying to learn how to be in this world. I shouldn't have been making my mom's bath water. I shouldn't have had to rub her feet after work. I shouldn't have been her slave. And then they wonder why black men don't like black women. We have an environment where they're not allowed to talk about what happened. So black men, I got you. I'll respond to the comments for you. It's okay. Let's talk about this. All right, girl. So I'm not going to interject my thoughts first. I'll let you, what's your knee-jerk reaction? That's what no. Emotional incest. Oh, see, oh. Jesus, listen, okay, I'm gonna stop you right there because <laughs> stop me, please. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there because I want us to both we have to put disclaimers because people are you can't talk about this. Right. We were both raised by black single mothers. Yes. We are both at an advanced stage of our healing journey. Yes. We are both educated enough to be able to look at things objectively and not interject our own emotions. Yes. So what had happened, the knee-jerk reaction was <sighs> to attack the message from a place of this was so misogynistic. And so there were a lot of conversations being had about how he said what he said when he said it in placement in context of the whole entire mayor of, of the message uh. so i also interjected my my two cents but we'll uh. get there later but i wanted to say that a lot of the fire that happened was around the part about and people wonder why black men don't like black women uh. But we'll get there. But I wanted to just say that because you went into like the, the full context of what he said, which yeah. was there is a problem with emotional incest when it comes to black single mothers. So yes. I just want to say that. Well, go right ahead, girl. What is your what is what is so this is this is very much so giving I had a child because I wanted someone who would love me unconditionally and I got a boy. I wanted a man who would never leave me. So I thank my son. I, you know, love being the mother that I am because I get to raise you as the man that you are. You're an infant. It's an, it's an infant. It's literally, uh, we've talked about the importance of finding value and self-awareness and finding love within your, and happiness within yourself before in relationship to intimate relationships. I don't think we really touched on doing the same thing with your children. Your children are not responsible for bringing happiness to your life. Your children are not responsible for bringing love to your life. Your children are not responsible for taking care of you when you're old and crusty in 80 years. That is not a child's responsibility. You chose, however it came about, to have a child, bring a child into this world. Whatever else happens after that, you have to have some sort of accountability and responsibility to realize that the child is going to be a child. Let them. Let them be a child. 
That is the, it is weird, bro. It's it is weird. It's hella weird. Like y'all have these kids for them to do so much and they don't know their kids. They, they literally are trying to figure out how to breathe, how to walk, how to eat. They're pooping. And like, I don't know what's going on. Like, these are babies figuring out the world and then you want them to love you in a way that's immeasurable because you didn't get that kind of love and acceptance from a man who gave you that child? Girl! <sighs> I'm sick of it. And so... I'm sick of it. Before I move on to, to touching on cause and effect, I'll go back to the misogynist misogynoir focus on that focus on that that was laced in the message because although i can see the forest through the trees okay i didn't lose the message for me and to me in my brain this is what I, i i brought to the conversation on tiktok i think it was said in a misogynistic way whether he did it on purpose or not i think it is very important that it was laced with misogynoir Mm, why do you say I that? think it was important because for a lot of black men that is the basis for why they hate black women mm, talk right? on it talk on it talk on it talk on it so which leads into my other point of we only want to talk about cause and effect with certain people we want to talk about why, and there was a conversation that was brought in about why these single mothers may be abusive. And I put in like, look, I get that there are reasons that you may have exhibited certain behavior, but that doesn't detract from the fact that one, you were abusive and two, there was someone on the receiving end of that abuse. And it was your child. Right. So we can't have this conversation about everything that single mothers go through without talking about the children that grew up on the receiving end and the consequences being had by this single mother that go on to become adults Mm. and continue the same exact cycle. So why people, I get why people were so upset by the misogynoir in it, but I don't think people understood this is the reason why misogynoir exists in the fucking first place. You have Black mothers being forced to be single parents, Mm. whether the father is in or out of the home. We've discussed this a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then are because they weren't raised in a house that was emotionally mature. They don't know how to deal with their emotions as a a parent and an adult. Yeah. So then they place that burden on their children because the man left you, but then your parents failed you because you never learned how to be emotionally mature. And so now you're instilling that in your children. And then now when the child grows up and says, this is a problem, you want to say, shut up. Your mother stayed. Okay, and? And? So I think for me, why I think I want to bring this to have a conversation with me and you is because we can flesh it out and all that kind of stuff. But there is just so many layers in here. There's a lot. And there's so much. And but I'm like, all roads lead back to Black men's failure. 
Yes. And I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> the only reason these Black women are in this position emotionally and with this responsibility is because the Black man is not there for whatever right. reason. For what it could be jail, it could be death, it can be they just didn't want to do it, it could be we broke up, whatever it is. Like it can be all of those things, but the way it manifests so profoundly in these black men now that I'm dealing with, you're no longer there, but I'm dealing with, I'm like, good lord, like you guys are they're damaged. Like you guys are like for real for a real. lot. Like at some point, it's like how sympathetic do you expect us to be to you? At what, at like, honestly, like I- and That like, was my other, that was my other point is on both ends, when it comes to single, single mothers and when it comes to these grown men that refuse to unlearn their problematic behavior, because although yes, your trauma is not your fault, your healing is your responsibility. But that goes for the single mother and the grown ass son she raised to be a fuck boy. So let's not get it twisted. Right. But we need to be able to have a healing journey. And when we, un- we, we all instinctively understand that no family in, in our community, no matter how well it's thriving, no black family was set up to thrive. Exactly. It takes we, a we lot talked about of, this. right. We talked so, about this. On a base level, as a whole, we do not have functioning family units. And I think, and so when we're trying to get to a place of healing that and changing and growing from that, we have to talk about everything. Absolutely. No matter how uncomfortable, no matter what, we have to be able to talk about it. And I think his message was, we need to create a safe space for these men, no matter how problematic they may be, no matter how much the math is not mathing, he needs to be able to speak about that, to build a fucking bridge and get the fuck over it. Yeah. But because they, black women are not your mom. We're not. We didn't do anything to you. But telling him to be quiet and not to speak on his own trauma and not to start a healing process within himself to become a better man, that's not productive either. I think it's so interesting because I see it. And I feel like even in some dynamics, because I've seen friends where, you know, you might have an older sister and a younger brother. And at some point there's like a switch. It's like the older sister is, has a lot of pressure. So I feel like, (laughs) I feel like there's an expectation that's set differently for the women, for the girls, than is for the boys. To whereas it's almost like the women are expected to do so much more if they're the older sister or whatever. And the boys are coddled, are like, oh, well, he's just a boy. Like, he doesn't know. Like, for example, one of my friends, you know, in school, like, if she got like a B in classes, her mom was on her ass. Her, her son, the, her brother, like... He, he like almost failed out of high school and his mom was like well you know he's just going through a lot and I'm just like she practically but raised you, her little brother see how that goes back to a parenting issue how are you going to because we that that was brought to the conversation as well about how black women are conditioned versus black men but yes. it's like y'all do understand both are being raised by single black mothers 
Yes. So, but they're being taught different things. The right. And so you, you the can't, the black boys. So again, it goes back to everyone needs to take accountability and responsibility for their pieces. Not, not take fault for what's going on, but be accountable for what you bring to the issue. And if you're going to be, we, we get so mad at men for perpetuating what they were taught when they were taught that by black women. Right. And yes, we're working towards us as black women changing that that conditioning we have Absolutely. that 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 places the black man above the black woman without having to actually hold them accountable and the, and them actually having to produce anything but again you're upset at a man because again we're we're at a different level in our healing journey right we're and to me it's so just like, men don't really do anything differently than women they perpetuate what was modeled to them as children yes they do what has been working for them thus far yes. so if you're going to be mad at men for continuing to behave in this manner at what point are we going to actually hold women accountable for whether the man is in the home that you that you created these children with or not, you upholding these misogynistic ass views and but expectations. How, and but standards. how dare you come for my mom? You gonna talk about my mom? You gonna say some shit about my mom? Yes. Like that goes back to old buddy who was in his mama's basement saying that none of these women can be queens because his mom is the queen. I'm like, okay. It's, so it's like it, again with the, with the layers because it's like, some of y'all it's like all we're asking a lot of men that have never had to be held, held accountable right ever in life ever but y'all need to take y'all doo-doo stain draws out of a bunch and realize that when black women come for you we're not doing this to bash you we're doing this because right. we want you to be better men that's the call to action we're seeking we're not saying you should go in a corner and be shamed. Now, when you pop back up off bus at right. us and stuff, now that's when we're going to have to shame you. Right. But if we're saying, hey, this is really misogynistic, you should probably work on that. Go yes. go to therapy. That That is not the call for you to, to, to go and cry in a corner for a week and feel like a bad person. That's the call for you to put your big boy panties on. Right and go heal a little bit and it's also not the call for you to come back and pop back at black women for calling listen, you out on it listen because y'all are quick to do that and then we're you get mad when we're like y'all don't ever protect us that's part of protecting black women when we say protect black women, we mean when you don't want to when mm -hmm. you hear something you don't like, when we're mm -hmm. asking you to do something that may be difficult to have Period. difficult conversations that are uncomfortable, we're Period. not always going to ask you to do things that are easy for you, sweetheart. But because we, if you want something done, ask a black woman to do it. But we want y'all to do it too. Like we want y'all to do it. Why don't y'all get it together? Like this is the shit I be talking about that made me so mad. Like <laughs> I be so, like I be But out. I will say, I will say, because black women will ask for that level of honesty and that level of vulnerability. And when they get it and they say, my mother was abusive, 
and that's why I don't like black women, mm. you get mad at them. Which takes us back to the <coughs> full circle. Full circle. <laughs> Which takes us back to why it's emotional incest. Why you guys have sex with women that you don't really like because you only see women as sexual objects, but you have sex with them because societally, these are the types of women that you should be associated with because you're actually missing the love that you should have had from your father because he wasn't there and you tried to get it from your mother, but you were a child. So you couldn't, you didn't know what to do. And that's the other part. It's like, yes, we're, we're having a, an adult to an adult conversation when it comes to black men, but y'all where, where, I don't want sympathy. I want empathy. Yeah. Like, I am so sorry for your little because he didn't know what the fuck to do. And he really, he really needed X, Y, and Z. And there was no one there to give it to him. No one. But guess what? You're not that little no more. You're not. And then I'm going to turn to your mama and say, I am so sorry for that little that you had inside of you. I am so sorry. Her father and her mother didn't give her what the fuck she needed. And I'm so sorry you had to, to grow and be a mother before you were ready, ready by a man that did not want ever to have kids and left you holding the fucking bag. I, I, I really understand how that can fuck you up. You are not that little no more. You a grown ass woman. Exactly. Which leads me to my last point, <laughs> which some people didn't, I don't know, whatever. I'll say it. Just because you were the parent that stayed does not make you the parent of the year. Just because you decided to keep a child that a man left you to raise by yourself does not mean you know how to be a great parent. Doesn't mean you were a great parent. Doesn't mean that you are not abusive. Black parents, black parents, because they will be quick to be, well, did you have food on your table? Did you have clothes on your back? As a human, I'm a a human child. I'm a human child. And it's like, no, not all black single mothers are abusive, but there are plenty of abusive behaviors that are normalized for black mothers that we do not talk about as abuse that are actually very abusive. Very much so. You constantly yelling at your kids is abuse. You calling your kids out their name is abuse. Is abuse. You manipulating, using their dad to, 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 to make them do something or to not do something is, is abuse. Some of y'all are overtly and covertly having incest with your children. Yeah. Not only on relationship levels, but on physical levels. Hello. And a lot of the times, Black mothers will be outright abusive in public to their children. And we say, oh, well, she's making it happen. She's she's doing the hard work. No. No. That's not the hard work, boo. Yes, it it. may be hard to have a man leave you holding the bag, but guess what? You know what's even more hard? Learning how to do with your emotions and not let it affect your children. That's the hard work. And a lot of y'all are not doing the hard work. And we said it in the first part of the series, a lot of y'all shouldn't have had kids. Period. Like a lot. Some of y'all should have went to the clinic. I'm sorry. A a lot of y'all. A lot of y'all. Like like 85% of y'all. Well, 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 well. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I say that, I say that because when I talk to a lot of these women 
and just hear them in conversations as friends, as colleagues, whatever, you guys are not in an emotional space or even patient enough to have the capability to nurture a little human Mm. at all, at all. Nurture. (laughs) Nurture a little human, boy or girl. You do not have the capacity. You don't have the range. Because like I said in the first part, if you feel like you have to put your hands on a child to discipline them, you've already lost. You've, you already are out the game, Shorty. We, we, you're, you, you are already out the game. If you haven't developed the coping, communication, and interpersonal relationship skills to bring a child into this world and have them understand right and wrong, good from bad, et cetera, develop a moral compass, whatever, without putting your hands on them or abusing them emotionally, physically, sexually, mentally, whatever, you are not fit to be a parent. And we said that. And y'all hosts out earlier, especially with the African-American community because of, of, of our history, we haven't been set up for success in a family unit like ever. <laughs> so when we're saying all this, the call is to be better parents. If you already have a kid, look, the kid here, you can't, you can't unalive your kid once they here. Okay. We ain't saying you should do that, none of that shit. But we are saying learn something from this. Okay. Be a better parent, self-reflect, see if there are areas in which you need to, to be better because we all need to be better. Okay. We're humans. So I had a point. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> and it was actually from that same creator. And I was just going to let you listen to the audio because, I mean, visually he wasn't doing much. But <laughs> so, <laughs> so to preface this, this is, and I guess it kind of ties into what we were starting with there because it's a conversation. Also that- backtrack and say before you get in that. If you don't follow the situational therapist, which is the, the, I think I forgot to say that um, on here, he talks about parenting and black parenting all the time. Yes. So I understood why this particular video took off when he's, he, he talks about this on a daily basis anyway. Yeah. But I, that's why I was like, I think it was misogynistic because mm-hmm. it, it grabbed your attention. Yeah. But I think it was also important to showcase that this is the logic that's not really logicking, but this is the reasoning black men use to do X, Y, and Z. So if yes. you don't know him, go follow him. He does great, give great parenting advice. He does speak from a place of not only personal experience, but the experience of clients that are black children yes. being raised yes. by black parents. Yes. So yeah. So this goes to, I think this is pretty much the starting point. And so he responds to a comment And the comment was saying, I love parenting. I hope you consider at some point in life. It really stretches you to grow as a person. I'm sure I'll adopt again. So that was the comment. And this is (laughs) his response. Let me set y'all up for this briefly. Okay. I'm absolutely not going to consider parenting for the reason that you're talking about. I don't want to use a child to stretch my ability to grow as a person. What a gross thing to do. What a gross thing to do. What a gross amount of pressure to put on the child. Nope. I am not going to have children. 
because I know that I wouldn't be a good father. Well aware of it. Well aware of it. I barely take care of myself. I'm not patient with myself. I'm going to be patient with a child. And then when I make mistakes, have the luxury of saying, well, there's no way to be a perfect parent. I did the best I could. I mean, you could have done a lot better. You could have not had me. That would have been. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to consider it. I've already considered it. And I've come to a logical. And the earth is on fire. Anyway, I've come to a logical conclusion to not have children because I know I'm incapable of doing so. Because I don't have that type of patience. I know that I don't. And I'm not going to torture a child so that I can learn how to get it. I'm not going to torture a child so I can learn how to get that type of patience. Oh, any questions, comments from the class? Look, you know how I feel about this whole there's no manual thing. We've talked about this before because you said, well, there's no manual. I'm like, there ain't no manual, but um, there's books. There's articles, there's parenting classes, there's psych psychologists and psychiatrists and therapists and social workers. Yes. There's, there's resources. There's so a lot. at this point, look, there was resources back in 9-1. Yes. So, I mean, no. They, I mean, they don't they pop there. out with a manual, but when things present themselves as their guide, it is upon you to guide your children to the right resources. And if that resource can't come from you, it is upon you to ask for help. And I don't know if this is specific to just black parents, but I mean, that's all we have. So we're going to go well, from okay, that. Standpoint. I can't speak for nobody else. Well, I can't speak for no one else, but I will definitely say it is just the most inconsiderate thing to say that that makes you grow as a person by having a child now i will say you, you probably don't. you probably learn something about yourself in the process i'm not saying you don't change it all but there's a certain level of growth that you should have already achieved by the time you have a child this man clearly says i don't have the patience i don't want to have to find the patience to have to have a child and that's some real ass shit okay that's some real ass shit and I've said that many times before. I was like, I don't know if I have that kind of attention span, patience to really have a human child. Now, yeah. that was I a lot also earlier. I told you that, again, back to our conversation at the beginning of this. People always ask me, when are you going to have kids when I can have a nanny? Right. Because it's like, from my perspective, I've been in childcare. I know what it's like to be with, uh, a, a two-month-old, a one-year-old, yes. a five-year-old, a ten-year-old. Yes. During mundane, everyday things. Yes. Most people do not understand what it actually takes to be with a child all fucking day. Yes. To entertain them, to feed them, to keep them alive, to teach them new things. It is a lot of fucking work. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And if people knew what the work was, they probably wouldn't want to do it. However. There's also this thing when I'm coming into bringing it into to mother motherhood. There's this shame around mothers having help. Big shame. Because it's like, for us, it's like, even if we did have our own children anytime soon, we don't have the time to do everyday mundane motherly things. We don't have the time. No. But women are forced to be 
working women and also stay-at-home moms at the same time? At the same time. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. So I think for some people that can afford to have help, that it's a different conversation. Absolutely. But we also have to take into consideration that there aren't a lot of people that can have help. Yes. And I'm not saying you're inadvertently a better parent because you have those things. No, no. Because I'm, I'm saying, sure, you know, B and J have some times with Blue and the twins. I'm sure they be right, having some moments, right. you know, but they have help. And it's just like, if you are financially, it's the other part too, kids are expensive. Like, That's what I was going to say, like for people that can't afford to have help, whether that is like an aftercare service or a nanny or a babysitter, when you're having children, not everybody considers like, what is life going to be like with a child at my current circumstance? Yes, today. And a lot of people, because of wherever the shame comes from or the, the cultural norm comes from, people are so adamant that once you get pregnant, that's it. Yeah, you have to stop your and life. And it's like, some of y'all just had that in your head and so you didn't, you, you stopped there. And then you had kids and realized what it was and now you just want others to be miserable just like you. Wild, wild. So when people say from a place of either healing or resources say, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Get real triggered because you probably felt like you didn't have a choice. No matter what the reasoning behind it was, whether it was mm-hmm. you didn't want to go through the emotional strife of an abortion, whether the person you were with was shaming you out of trying to get an abortion, whether your family wasn't going to be with abortion or adoption, or whatever the reason is, you made your choice. And you don't like living with your choice right now. Mm-hmm. And you think because of whatever garbage you were told as a child growing up that everyone should live a life that's just like yours. And some people can say, hey, for me, that's going to be very miserable. And I understand that my misery is going to be imprinted on another human being that didn't ask to be here. And they can tell. Children be knowing the vibes. Children be knowing the vibes. Kids are woke. They be knowing the vibes. They may not have much experience. Their yeah. the cortex may not be developed, but they peep shit. They know the vibes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, listen, if I can talk to a second grader and have them understand police brutality. Hello? They can understand some shit. They, they know. They know. They be knowing. They be but knowing. It's like not everybody should be a parent. And some of y'all that shouldn't be parents are already parents. Yeah, and you're trying and so to do some of y'all backwards. Need to, to do right. Y'all need to, to, to reflect, do, do better because y'all are raising these humans. And as we say in the beginning of this, about specifically the black mothers and, and, and emotional and otherwise incest, they're you're raising children to be adults. They spend 18 years as a quote unquote child, yeah. and how many years being an adult? Let them be a child. Not even that. How about you be in an adult's place and you teach them what they need to know about being an adult. Absolutely. But it goes back to they weren't taught how to be an adult and they're not, they're not doing anything to make sure they learn what they need to learn to instill it into their children differently. They're just doing what, just in, 
copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. When are we going to say, hey, we need to edit right. before we fucking paste again? Right. Who's going? And it, and, it, and again, it goes back to this conversation. So what's happening? Like, there was this TikTok. She was like, I was sitting here reflecting on what it would actually really take to end generational curses in my line. Mm. And it's looking like I got to stop reproducing. Oh, because it is too much on one person to undo all of these things in one person before I pass it along to somebody else. It's, it's, it's close to impossible. So she has to, it just has to die out. At this point, as I think about, she said, at this point, I'm going to just have to stop. Because if I think about all the traumas, she said, all just in her personal line, not as a community, but it's in her family. Mm. It is too, it, the burden on one person is too much because when we think about it again, we had a whole different level than a lot of other people. Yeah. We are a, 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 a small minority. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Everyone just like, oh, because I'll even take it to even my family. And I found this fallacy because I'm like, how are you going to teach me and tell me to stop doing this generational thing, but you haven't done it yourself. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm undoing lots of curses, I see, yeah, you, you didn't, you weren't equipped to do this. I understand that. But it's like, you cannot raise someone to do something differently than you yeah. did because you don't have the range or the tools or the equipment. Yeah. You don't have the resources. You just don't have them. So I get it. But like, That's like 99% of the black community. Right. It's I'm just, right. I hope the next person does it copy paste. I hope the next one does it copy paste. But then paste. we do. I hope the next one does it copy paste. Right. That's what I was saying. I was like that 85% might even even been generous of people who shouldn't have had kids. Honestly, because when you're really thinking about it, it's like, we're so focused on financial generational curses. We're so focused on physical generational curses that we're forgetting these emotional generational curses that pretty much impact all the other areas of your life. And it's just like, you guys, once we just take a moment to sit down and really reflect on it, a lot more is going to make sense. A lot more is going to make sense as to why, you know, Mima was in the kitchen cooking for 11 hours every Sunday. Well, that's because grandpa was an asshole. She just wanted to get away from him. And she knew he wasn't going to be in the kitchen, in the kitchen. So... But now all you know is, oh, that was time for family and you had the most unhealthy meals ever. And, you know, that was the only time y'all sat down together, not knowing everything else that went out into that house. But that was because that was all she knew. And that was all he knew because that's all he saw. That's all she saw. And so now you have these men who were modeling that. As we said before, it's only really up until like this generation where men had to be likable to get partners. What? personality yep (laughs) like dear god y'all are very unlikable y'all can be good men and not good partners so let's not just you know let's not do that because whenever i hear a man is though we have to have that conversation different day we need to define what a good man is because we need we need to have let's get into it we got we already we already an hour into this thing okay okay Okay, but I'm saying well, let's table that conversation. We need to, we need to deep dive into that because yeah, I did start because, that fire yeah, on TikTok. No, because yeah, 
because y'all want to act like there's no other way for you to get a partner except for being a good man. And it's really just because your mother with her absentee man didn't have it. Uh, but then again, the definition of what a good a good man is currently is that he 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 he's at home, and he has a paycheck. Well, shit, that'd be some of um, boyfriends, and they'd be in my DMs. Right. So I, we gotta have a real in depth conversation. <laughs> right. What a good man is what what a problematic man is what a non problematic non good man is. We gotta have a talk. We have a talk. We gotta suss some things out because right, right. Mm. We gotta, we gotta do that. I think, I think cleaning the buttermilk. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think we could table this. My face starting to itch. Y'all frustrated, girl, girl. Like, mm, it's just, oh, y'all can be so bad, girl. Like, girl, we gonna, we gonna get re mad next week though, because next I week we're gonna heat again. I know. Again. I know. I know. Well, I think it's time to get some inspiration as we yes. were pretty hot and spicy this weekend you know let's give them something for the soul let's give them something to feed their bodies you know what i'm saying get them through this friday eve um girl what you got what you want to tell the peoples um right real quick parents look i know we like ladies winning on y'all a lot of y'all but i will say nobody is irredeemable mm. i don't think anybody i a few i'll say a few i ain't gonna say everybody the majority of people you know when they do some things that are harmful to others that may be you know not right and maybe a little mean maybe a little abusive you know I don't think anybody is above redemption. I don't think anybody is above learning new things. I don't think anybody is above growing as a person. So if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're like, damn, I really shouldn't have done that to my kid. Mm. It is never too late for Mm. you to recognize that that was problematic and that you may have harmed your child and you can apologize or, you know, grow from it and getting better okay it's not the end of the world that you're not a perfect parent isn't that the point is that nobody's a perfect parent so let's not be above accountability and let's just you know give ourselves some grace you weren't ever going to be perfect that wasn't the assignment however when you find out you've done something to harm somebody the assignment is to make amends and redemption okay understand the assignment love y'all yeah i will just piggyback off of that and you know i just understand that it's gonna take some time like once you realize oh this is a problem it's going to take some time because you didn't form the habit overnight so it's not going to be broken overnight and be patient with yourself this, you know, we preface this by saying we're a little farther along in our healing journey, um, but it didn't happen overnight. We mentioned in, Girl, season, in season one, how many different therapists we've went to. We a decade in this thing, okay? Right. We ain't so, nowhere near done. So when we're saying these things, we're really coming from a place of we were there at one point and we were fortunate enough to start our healing journey when we did. But we understand everyone doesn't get that privilege. So 
if you were not privileged to be able to do that, that is okay. Be gentle on yourself, but understand that again, there's still time to do that. So, and it'll take time. Do not rush the process. Like I know for myself, you try to rush it, you're going to fuck up. So like, it you know it Look, just hey fuck ups happen see fuck ups happen you gonna sugar the life coach me I'm gonna I'm gonna analyze everything coming out your mouth you right. Say it right you know say it right <laughs> there, there have been times where I've wanted to start therapy I told Coco I'm like I'm not ready I'm not gonna do it right now I gotta go back I gotta I gotta get a minute and it's okay so just know that black parents you know I really I really strongly believe that us you know, as millennials, as Gen Z, we can really change the game as far as these new kids, these pandemic babies kind of different already, but like even, even past that, I really believe that we can honestly take a moment, sit back and say, Hey, let's, let's really, let's really do this right. Because we got a little bit more time. We're at home, whatever the case may be. And we can do that for our community and for ourselves and for our families, because, there, there's, I just feel like there has to be a way. There has to be a way. We haven't, we haven't exhausted all options at this point. So yeah, honestly, truthfully, you know, uh, we love you guys. <laughs> we know we, we be doing the most, but we do say it out of love. You know, sometimes it's tough. Love. We didn't care. We wouldn't be talking about it because I don't waste yeah. my time on shit I don't care about because yeah. I don't get paid for that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We don't get paid to do all that. So we're saying this because we care, because we love y'all. Um, all y'all who are listening, you know, just hug yourself real close, real quick. Um, yeah, because the girls are here for you. The girls are here for all y'all, the gays, the days, the haze, we're there. Um, so <laughs> make sure y'all have a wonderful, safe weekend. Um, and love on somebody, love on your kids. Uh, love on yourself. On yourself. Yes, right. That that be that be the part. Period. And yeah, y'all be out. We gonna we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Seattle Lights in the South. The girls are here for you every Thursday. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so that you never miss an episode. Give us a five-star rating and a review. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Lights in the South to stay engaged and share content with us to discuss. Until next time, peace, love, and all the above, we out.